This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Hello, everybody. This is our spring break edition of Defending the Kingdom, refitting the backpack for the climb back up the mountain in 2020. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with the man we know as the shop with a barbershop with a spider, the University of Richmond spider, and that is 10-year National Football League veteran Sean Barber. All right, this is spring break week. This is the week everybody's trying to win their NCAA brackets, which the only one I've seen undefeated in this is my five-year-old granddaughter. You know, it's like, do you like the spider or the ram? Spider. That's right. Okay, go with go. mascots. And they always win. That's you right. Know? So she always takes home the money. I don't know what she's doing with it. But anyway, um, Coral's going to win this one, too. Uh, this is also the time of year. We just began it. The crazy, what I call the uh, same thing like Black Friday during Christmas shopping season when everybody rushes the store. They're going to rush the store of NFL free agency. We just had the... Legal tampering time, which to me is an oxymoron. Okay, it's like uh, the legal illegal stuff. Um, uh, and now we enter free agency. This is where fans go crazy, teams go crazy, the overspend for guys. But it's the rush to go pick up the newest, coolest earbuds, man. Yeah, hey man. The most exciting part of the year. Everybody's gonna when those rosters churn. Everybody has these these gaping holes. These things that. A year ago, they feel like, you know, if we had we, we were a little bit better in this one position, uh, we would have made the playoffs, so a playoff team. If we were a little bit better at this position, we would have uh, got to the Super Bowl. Uh, if you're 49ers, man, you're just thinking, hey, if we could have did a couple things better, we could have held on to that league and won the Super Bowl. Um, and free agency comes. Um, this is the time to open up those checkbooks. Uh, make, <laughs> hey, you're going to make somebody's dreams. And then also some teams' dreams going to be in nightmares because some people more than likely – when you build through free agency, uh, it never pays. It always it, it, it always returns void. It always ends up being um, a little bit overpayment for uh, you're paying for something that some player did in the past. You're expecting him to fill some role, and he gets you get him into your team and realize that that's not what he signed up for. So um, when the options are filling filling your roster through the free agency rug, um, especially on first day when it's when when the prices are high, or waiting for the the, the waters to calm down a little bit, see if you can find some valuable pieces, a little bit underappreciated. Uh, they might have got picked over, looked over, um, and then looking forward to that draft. Um, I think if you, you, pick, you pick valuable, you pick make smart moves in the free agency, and then you attack the draft uh, with a big board method, um, adding valuable players, adding the best athletes, not, not reaching for players to fill gaps or holes. Um, at the end of the day, you end up with a team, I think, that's more balanced, more prepared to make a run at another Super Bowl. That's why the Chiefs have built their team generally that way. Uh, although we've seen free agents like Frank Clark and the Honey Badger turn into everything uh, that you wanted them to be. But this is the weekend which, well, you're going, how are your holidays? It's great. Then the, then the uh, credit card statement comes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so good in mid-January going, why? What, did we spend this on that? And that's what happens about two or three years from this week 
when they're going, well, why, why are we in cap trouble? Why do we have to cut Barbara? Because, you know, we signed Holtis for way too much money, uh, <laughs> back during the shopping spree of 2020. But as has been our custom over the past month, uh, the week of February 19th, we looked at the defensive linemen, uh, the Chiefs. We looked at him compared to that in the developmental guys. Who's under contract? Who's a free agent? Where the other NFL free agents and then the college players at that position. We did the same with the offensive line February 26th. Go back and find that archive. It uh, That's archived. March the 2nd, we talked about the linebackers, the intriguing discussion there. Last week, we talked about the tight ends, another intriguing discussion. And this week, we're going to talk about S stands for safety, as we discuss the safeties of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and as it relates to the rest of the NFL. But I would tell you S stands for special because this is a special position group. Under contract, Tyron Matthew. Arguably his best season yet as a pro, the Honey Badger, who was selected as the Derek Thomas MVP for the Kansas City Chiefs by his teammates. Daniel Sorensen, who came alive once again, saving both Charger games and big plays uh, in the playoffs, huge plays in the playoffs. Uh, Juan Thornhill, we'll come back uh, come from his ACL injury, suffered at the end of the final regular season game of the year. And then Armani Watts, where people go, oh, yeah, we've got that guy on our team. This is a special group of players with a special skill set that is strong going into 2020. Yeah, we're not talking about the quarterback position for the Chiefs. I think when you talk about the strength of position, the conversation might begin and end when you're talking about the safety position. Uh, we got safeties that are, are voting for being in the running for all pro. Uh, the number one duo, we talk about Thornhill and uh, Honey Badger, the number one duo in the league. But then when you even going beyond those first two starters, I mean, Dan Sorensen has had so many big plays, so many big moments. I know we remember him over and over again being the uh, anti-Philip Rivers, putting a, put a uh, nail in the coffin every time Philip Rivers thought he might bring back or uh, revive a team. Uh, somehow, some way, he threw it up to Dirty Dan, and Dirty Dan would come out with an interception to end the game. But the, game, the, the, the time I remember about Dirty Dan is that, 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 that special teams play. Right, mm-hmm. stopping the Houston Texans, yep. um, and, and and how that play led to a total turnaround of the momentum in that game that allowed the, the Chiefs to come back after being down twenty-four to zero, and those type of plays, being so fine-tuned and so his his uh, detail orientated in every aspect of what it means to be a safety. Um, when you talk about guys that bringing value on a daily basis, his work ethic, his practice mentality. Uh, he's always grinding to get better. Um, and that passes on to the younger players. Like you said, Armani Watts had a great mentor and Dan Sorensen being there to learn how to um, be a professional, how to come to work, how to work out, be accountable, be persistent, be consistent, be trustworthy. All those things that um, our defensive mantra, the defense stands for, is it, it, it evokes and, and comes out of the pores when we talk about this safety position. Um, and, and they lead by example. Um, it's not a, just a bunch of fluff and a bunch of showmanship. I mean, those guys, they speak right into the heart. They look guys in the eyes and in the expectation of this, this set of downs and this situation. Um, it is what it is, we, and we got to do this. Um, they speak things into existence. And there's no way to get that done if you're not here. If you're not here working your, your, your tails off, your butts off to get better as a position group and then as a unit, um, then it, it's not going to just happen organically. And our, our, our safeties have led the charge as they have all season long. Talk about Sorensen over the year. Oh, I'm sorry, over the past six weeks since the Super Bowl, six, seven weeks. 
I got to ask a lot about the Houston comeback. Man, you're down 24 points. How'd you come back at 20? Sorensen defends the fake punt, as yeah. you talked about. Now, as Kendall Gammon said, that might be the biggest play that we'll forget about this whole season in 2019. And then, two, knock the ball out on the kickoff return. Flies into D-Tran's hands, uh, Darwin Thompson, and two big game uh, plays there. But down the line, Armani Watts uh, defending the fake punt uh, against uh, Denver. Um we, one Thornhill's going to be a star. I mean, he just he's going to looks like a Ring of Honor guy to me. And and his ACL uh, comeback appears to be ahead of schedule. That's good. And then the Honey Badger, the Honey Badger, uh, to me, what he meant on and off the field, and to get voted the MVP by his teammates, yeah. I thought told you everything about Tyron Matthew. No doubt, and you know the Honey Badger. What he does is he uh, he he talks the talk, but he also walks the walk. Mm-hmm. Man of great faith. I uh, mean, the impact this man has on our community. Um, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't take time to just warm up to the Kansas City. He didn't. He didn't get off the plane and unpack his bags and, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna kind of ease my way into the kingdom and see how. Nah, man. He got involved. He 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 went to the worst places. He went for the kids that was at most in need. He went for any any um, any area that, that needed some 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 TLC, some tender loving care in our community. And he he took it face on. He took it. I mean, he took it to heart. Um, with, with the, the Tyron Matthew, um, the kickball game is coming up soon um, with his gala and things he's did in the community down at the, the Westin with Tammy and everybody down there, uh, bringing his charity here. Um, it, it's just an amazing amount of uh, time and effort this man has spent off the field to help our our community. And all the while, all the while, putting in all the work, all the film study, uh, being accountable to the cornerback, you know, because you know this man plays every position on the field. Mm-hmm. He plays safety, plays slot, he plays uh, hole safety, deep safety. Uh, sometimes on the edge, if you got a matchup against a tight end, he'll he'll play your wing corner and stuff like that, boundary corner. Um, he's been a jack all trade and has mastered most of them. Um, you don't find that type of that type of player anywhere. And for him to come here and uh, take all that that onus and all that pressure and everything and take it off of Coach Spags and say, hey, man, put 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 it on me to communicate the defense, to make the changes, put it on my shoulders to be a step ahead of whatever opponent offensively, whatever opponent quarterback um, he points to their head and say, hey, man, I'm a, I'm, I'm a thinking man. I'm out here thinking. Um, you got you to gotta, you gotta bring, 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 bring more than the table than you're bringing if you expect to get a, a touchdown against this defense, and I can appreciate it. Yeah, and to your point, Taron Matthew, sought out Kansas City. I mean, he sought out the kingdom. He sought out those kids you talked about. It wasn't, hey, would you do this for us? He actually, on his own initiative, seeks yeah. that out. That tells you all about that cat. Uh, but the safety position is what we're focusing on this week on our defending the kingdom, refitting the backpack for the 2020 season, and that is the strength and the special position of the safety. Uh, so that's our first quarter here. We go in a long first quarter. We get ready for the second quarter of this podcast, and you alluded to it because the jack of all trades, master of all trades, Tyron Matthew, the safety position. The last three weeks, we talked about how the linebacker position has changed in the NFL, changed dramatically in my opinion. Tight end position, how it's impacted the game. You go back and we list the quarterbacks and how important the tight ends are to them, especially a guy like Lamar Jackson yeah. in Baltimore. But the safety position, to me, Barbershop, it has changed almost as much as the linebackers. You're asked to do everything now. You've got to have the corner cover skills of a corner. You've got to have the tackling ability of those great Seattle Seahawks safeties. But to me, the Chiefs now as a group remind me of those Seattle guys in the 12, 2012, 13, 14 range because they're 
what about the versatility at this position and what uh, Brett Veach has done and the way they're coached up by David Merritt and by Sam Madison? Yeah, I think, you know, even beyond them guys, when, when Spags get a hold of those defensive guys, um, Coach Merritt, Coach House, all those guys, they get together with the DBs and, they, and they, they, they take accountability of what guys do really well and understand, you know, this guy's a great box guy. This guy's a, a great hole guy. This guy's great uh, playing deep. Uh, this guy does a great job of filling the C gaps and stuff. And if if there's a things that the defense is asking you to do that don't fit your your, your skill set, then it's one of two things: you got to you know constantly ride a guy to get better at it, or you got to change the philosophy to 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 kind of fit what he does well. And these guys have took so much onus and accountability on themselves to not force uh, the defense to 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 to, to uh, kind of fabricate things just to fit their skill set. Let us know what we're supposed to do. And that's what we saw early in the year. We saw guys just trying to trying to find out where we're supposed to fit, what we're supposed to do. And and then they start taking the accountability of we got to make that play. We got to make that call. We got to make this fit. We got to break up that that, that play right there. Uh, that, boot, that bootleg, that's on us. We got to chase that down. And as they started to do that, you saw the, the, the accountability uh, kind of trickle down to the linebackers, then the defensive line. And now the unit was hunting as a, all 11 guys took, took onus on every snap, every down, uh, run gap responsibility, uh, bootleg responsibility, drop back pass, um, the, as the communication got better. And so when you, when, you, when you have a coaching staff that's just so dedicated to their group being uh, top end, being elite, and, you, and you, if you're a DB coach, a cornerback, safety coach, and you see how much talent you have in the room, it alleviates you from any excuse. You ain't got no excuse to fail when you got the the, the capabilities of a Juan Thornhill, Honey Badger, Amani Watts, Sorensen. You got that kind of capability in the room that, that alleviates any excuse. So now you got to get on the film and say, all right, we got to do it. Let's go to work. How are we going to get this done? And I think they've done that at at, at, at a remarkable level um, that, that, that you haven't found that kind of accountability, I think, here in the past. Mexico City, to me, is where it changed uh, in your discussion with Spags, who kind of experimented. What do I have here? What, do we, who, what can this guy do? What can he do? Or where can I expand this player's role? Mexico City. If you go back to that Charger game in Mexico City, keep in mind now the division is up for grabs in there. We just lost to Tennessee, 6-4 and four on the season. But that span of Mexico City by week Oakland Everybody's talking about the Chargers and the Raiders making a run at the Chiefs. Let's, you know, we, we see how the story ended. We forget how, what the story was like at that point of the season. Well, if you jump in a time machine and go back to that time, to me the safety position came alive in the game at Mexico City. We talk about Sorensen's pick to close the game out. Honey Badger had a big pick in that game. Yes, he did. Uh, and there were four picks overall against Phillip Rivers. But the safety position from that game on became the NFL's best. Because it was like those Seattle Seahawks dudes when they were in their prime. They could play the run. They could play the pass. They could play tight ends. They could play wide receivers. And the other thing with the versatility of these safeties, because of their coverage ability and run-stopping ability, we saw Spags use a big safety nickel a lot, meaning three safeties and two corners in your five defensive back positions. Most often, that's three corners and two safeties. But with these dudes... What about the versatility? I can play three safeties in two corners and be better against the run. Man, it, it, when people talk about personnel, you know, sometimes you, what you want on defense, you want to you want to make sure that you have, uh, you know, have eleven guys out there that can play, right? Eleven guys that that are confident, got some swagger, that enjoy hunting, getting after the ball. That and, and 
if your if your your ranks get a little thin in one position, then you don't want to have to not be able to play the style of defense you want because you don't have the 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 third corner that you had a few weeks ago, or you don't have that that fourth safety you had a few weeks ago. You don't have a certain linebacker that can cover and all that. When you talk about that big nickel personnel, man, we were able to do so much. Like ninety percent of the calls are up and active when you got that big nickel. Right, every everybody can do everything. The, the the safety can come down and be a cover guy. Come down and be a uh, uh, outside linebacker. A linebacker can go play in, go to end of line, and create a five man line. There's you become so uh, the, the front becomes so multiple, and it becomes a little bit confusing for offense to have an expectation of what you're about to be in. And so they because they're not prepared for it, then that's when free hitters come. That's when there's a little bit miscommunication between the tackle and the, and the running back who. Who, who's really the linebacker in this set? Are we counting uh, 32 who's lined up at the end, or are we counting 53? Like, who, who's coming first? Who ain't coming? Um, and when they miscount, that's when you have, uh, you know, somebody coming free up the middle and create a big hit, which leads to an interception. Um, but you got to play fast. You got to be aggressive. You got to know what you got to do um, in all the different spots on the defense. And then the coordinator has to have enough faith in the guys that when he makes a call, they'll be able to adjust um, yeah, yeah, you're going to have a linebacker being played by safety. He, he'll be fine. He'll survive the down. Okay, we got a corner playing, you know, deep half like a safety in this one, and we have the safety playing the cornerback. Okay, we'll survive the down. He knows the leverage. He knows the coverage. Um, and you got guys that are so interchangeable. It, it becomes really hard for that offensive coordinator and that quarterback to be able to predetermine who's coming on your pressure packages. The other thing is, in this uh, edition, as we're at halftime uh, of this uh, d- edition of Defending the Kingdom, refitting the backpack for the 2020 season, our spring break edition, if you will, and the free agent go crazy signing period, uh, <laughs> is focusing on the letter S for safety, for special. And you know what I'm going to put into this group as we go into the third quarter of this discussion is smart. Mm. I go right down the line with these guys, Matthew, Sorensen, Thornhill, Watts. All four of these guys are really, really smart. Football smart and just smart, smart. Yeah, you got to be that to play in Coach Spag's defense. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a very detailed defense. Um, you don't you don't do a lot of different things, but 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 the trade off for not doing a lot is you have to be very detailed in your leverage, um, who to carry, um, who do you chase somebody to, who do you trade off with, at what point in the field do you go from one defense to another. So all those nuances to have everybody on the same page and everybody playing in the same philosophy with the same understanding, everybody seeing the release being the same thing, um, those things come back to pay off um, so many great dividends, so much return on your investments. When you spend time on um, counting the receivers and knowing what the different type of releases, how as a defensive unit are we going to um, understand and view a bunch release or a motion to bunch release or a switch release when they stack? All these different ways that offensive receivers and tight ends use to get open and create confusion, as long as the defensive back end is seeing the same thing at the same time, they can react, adjust, and make plays. And our safety guys, man, they just they be, they became more aggressive as the season got on because they knew and trusted what each other was seeing at the same time. And man, once the things got going, man, it just it just it it was, it was clicking on all cylinders. Um, like you saying, ever since that Mexico game, and um, I don't and I don't see it slowing down a bit because we talk about how deep this position is already is. It's going to be a battle to get in that room to get into that safety room with with the four guys we've already named that are already etched in stone they're already there um they're 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 grinding and knitting at the at the bit not only to come back being another good duo 
I think this team is, 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 is this position. They want to be seen as one of the greatest duo. They want to be talked about in the same way people talk about Ed Reed, mm-hmm. the way people talk about the Legion of Doom yep. um, when it was uh, t- uh, Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor, and, and Tommy, Thomas, right? Yeah. Um, that, that in that era, that that that's the that's the that's the that's the voice I, 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 I the atmosphere and the the attitude and the ego I hear from these guys is you know I mean great we made plays but there were so many things that we left on the field. How are we going to get better? And it just comes back to watching the film, grinding it out, making a commitment, sacrificing one another. And in, in that room, um, I think the safeties are all committed to doing that. And I think they're going to come back at, and be even a stronger part of this defense. I'm going to put another S in here. S is for safety, for special, for smart, and for study. All four of these dudes study. And yeah. uh, we saw when, when Tyron Matthew, you talked about earlier in the podcast about him pointing to the noggin. That's also like, I studied you, man. <laughs> I saw you. Think about the Derek Carr play. Oh, he saw it on film. Der- De- the Darren Waller corner route. That's He's right. like, I got, I'm over here. Wait a minute. I knew where your second read was. Yeah. I knew where you, I'm staying with the integrity of the call. But wait a minute. I'm going to talk about a spider. That's getting the, that's getting the fly on the web. Because yeah. now I'm going to go to your second read. I know what your second read is going to be. There was the picture. Uh, at the Super Bowl, Tyron Matthew took it, and it was Dan Sorensen studying late at night in the hotel in the DB room. That's right. Looking at just more extra film. Put something else up there. Why haven't I seen? Put something else up there. And it's the same way with Thornhill and Watts. I mean, these guys, they get it. Yeah. And so uh, they don't rely on, well, I've got enough. They'll go find the extra one. That's why this group is really special. Yeah, you got weight room junkies, and you got film junkies. And this safety um, group is definitely a film junkie type group. They they just I think they love to hear each other talk through things, want to know what you see, what am I seeing, make sure we're on the same page because they realize you know I mean listen um, the the quarterback of the defense is either is either a linebacker or a safety but somebody has to get everybody lined up on the same page. When it comes to the passing game, our safeties have definitely took the keys to the car and they're driving this thing man and they're, they're doing this thing at a, at a high level. Um, and we know every team that faces us are going to be thinking. We gotta we gotta keep up with Mahomes. We gotta keep we gotta score forty points a game. You're not gonna do that throwing checkdowns. You're not gonna do that with a running game. At some point, you gotta take a shot deep, and we got guys that can not only knock the ball down but make plays, get the ball back, uh, pick six, um, and those guys on their back and that safety position. Um, like I said, man, it's just it's just amazing what they've done in one year, just one year um, of learning under Spags, and they're gonna get even better when they have. Um, another offseason of, of, of detail in their work. Yeah, you mentioned Thornhill. Uh, well, the fact that he can high point the football as good as anybody. He got that 44-inch vertical and, again, had a schedule, at least the way we understand it, with his ACL injury suffered in the week 17 of the regular season. Not a lot of crockpot discussion here, so let's get right into the free agents. And, again, right now it is a flurry. Uh, <laughs> it's just going crazy. Stuff's going off the shelf here with free agents. the way it works at this time of year. But – uh, at least at the beginning of free agency, there was Tony Jefferson of Baltimore. Interesting where Jimmy Ward of San Francisco is a yeah. free agent. That's the Wasp guy. Yes. That's the middle guy where uh, 54 Warners turn around going, hey, stay in the middle of the field. <laughs> stay in the middle of the field. And the Wasp goes right to him. But I like Jimmy Ward as a player. He put the shot on Mahomes uh, early in the game. Anthony Harris of Minnesota, who I've liked for a long time. Uh, Clayton Gathers of Indianapolis and then Michael Thomas of the Giants. Now, again, Shopping spree going on, but this is is this a position now because we know what's coming back. Mm-hmm. Is this a position where you just stay out of this in free agency and look for the next college guy that you train? Man, I, th- I mean, I think free agency is always a good place. 
um, to find some special guys. And we talk about that this position being special. There are certain certain traits that safety's got. When you talk about taking angles to the ball, high pointing it, not not everyone does it at a great level. Like there are some guys, some free agents out there that's going to have some trouble finding new jobs. Um, but with that said, they're going to be a couple guys that slip through the crack, either because of their age or because um, maybe they don't they don't run field the way they used to. Maybe they've been a part of a defense that asked them to do too many things and they look lost. Um, Von Bell and Ha Ha Clinton Dix and Boston and Randall yep. and uh, the guy you know Justin Simmons from Denver. If they if they don't be be careful and, 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 and re-sign him, if he hang, dangles out there a little bit too long, he might be a guy that uh, can come to a system or Rodney McLeod. Um, from the Eagles, those I mean, those ball skill drills when guys can really uh, anticipate the rows and get their body um, on an angle to intersect that ball at a high level. Um, when when you get when you get an, uh, enough of those guys on your team, it it puts a little bit of question in quarterbacks' mind when they want to just throw that ball up for grabs. So and they th- they thinking it's a one on one. I'm just gonna throw it out here, and um, I got a guy that can go make the play up. No, no. Certain safeties, you don't you don't play with that. Now, you know, Ed Reed was one you never threw the ball up to. You didn't throw the ball away unless you knew where he was. So you can throw it on the opposite side of the field because uh, 90% of the balls that thrown past 20 yards, he was making a beeline for it to take the other way. I think we got guys that kind of fit in that same mode. That Ed Reed ball hawking, punch balls out, pick six and intercepting, picking up scoop and score. Um, that mentality, that, 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 that ball hawk mentality, um, we have some good guys that already got that, but there are a few free agents I think that got a little bit of that, and I don't know, maybe at a at a little bit cheaper price, uh, I'd be I'd be willing to uh, maybe get a two two maybe one or two year uh, deal together for those guys. I'd watch Ed Reed video every night if I could. It's like Shawshank. <laughs> it's amazing. Redemption. I'd watch that every night. I'd watch Ed Reed in his prime with the Ravens every night. But you talked about explosive plays. We've seen. Think of Thornhill's pick six mm. uh, that he had late. Shout out of Cannon. And just wham out, gone, see ya. Uh, Sorensen's done the same thing in his career. Uh, watched it at AM. We've seen him make explosive plays, and we know what the Honey Badger can do. Now, in the final five minutes or so of this uh, edition of our Defending the Kingdom podcast, Mitch Holtz is with you along with Sean Barber as we get ready to refit the backpack and climb up the hill. Again, S, safety, special. Uh, study uh, for these guys Um, and we look at the college guys now if you go back to the March 2nd podcast you can go to uh, the discussion of what the linebacker position is produced or what's coming out of the college game Kenneth Murray we know Isaiah Simmons kid from Olathe North is going to be a top five pick the safety position to me is very similar the college game is looking for the hybrid kid. Yes, they are. Uh, it's, it's the one thing uh, because the colleges are running a lot of four wide. They're running a lot of five wide. I can't, I can't just have all corners on the field or I'm going to run a ball or the quarterback will run the ball and kill you. Yes, right. right? So what I'm seeing are some hybrid guys. Uh, Xavier McKinney's more of a box type guy, more of a box safety at Alabama. But it would be kind of fun if Grant Delpit of LSU was with the Honey Badger. Can you imagine if he had an LSU dude back there? He would go crazy every day. Honey Badger could mentor another LSU kid. Um, Ashton Davis of Cal, Terrell Burgess of Utah comes to mind. Uh, Antoine Winfield of Minnesota, uh, who I really like. 85 tackles and seven picks for that Gopher team that was good this year. Uh, small school kid. Always look for that guy. Kyle Duggar of Lenore Ryan. That's mm, in your neighborhood. That's right. That's uh, right. But the safety position and what the colleges are producing. Man, you talk about Antonio Winfield, Jr. I mean, that guy, when you talk about the DNA 
having mm. the, having the right type of DNA to go yes, hit sir. somebody to be a striker to be a guy who's uh, won't take no for an answer the guy that you know you ain't gotta you ain't gotta tell him to show up for what weight room you ain't gotta like he's built the right way you watch his lower half on some of those uh, college scouting combine. Um, um, replays and stuff I watched on YouTube, and his bottom quarter is just phenomenal. I mean, he's cut the right way, the right proportions, gr- toes always underneath him, quick breaks, great hands, um, looking around. I mean, he he just he 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 has what it takes. He has all he checks all the boxes, um, but but there's so many guys in front of him. you know he's gonna be pushed down to the third fourth round. Um, just because of the nature of how many um, safeties are available, how many good safeties are available, I, I, to be able to get a kid like that in the fourth round of the NFL draft, a guy, he could go start day one. He could be a day one starter at safety because he has those kind of tools. That's just to show you how deep it is. Mm-hmm. And then Kevon Wallace from Clemson, another Clemson guy, and J.R. Reed from Georgia. Um, these guys, they, they're, just, they're, they're part of a draft class is so, so, so deep. When it comes to wide receiver and comes to safety, those two positions are the deepest I've ever seen in one draft. That because there's so many of them, you're going to be able to sit back in the third and fourth round and get first or second round talent without trading up. You're not going to need to trade up to get the guy you want because you're going to be sitting there with five or six guys that you wouldn't mind having, and you can just wait for the other ones to get called off. And one of these, you know, one of the five is going to be left for you. Um, and, I, and I think that's the position we're going to find ourselves in as a Chiefs organization over and over again. It's like, why, why make a move up? Maybe even move down and get gather another uh, two or three draft picks because you have so many guys that fit your, your board. It's about um, how much talent is available at the end of each round. Um, and that's going to make the, 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 the talk from now until the combine, right, from spring break until the uh, draft uh, happens in Vegas at the Bellagio until that goes down when kids are getting on that boat and having their name called on the stage and uh, having that life-changing moment. Until that happens, it's going to be so much discussion about what the Chiefs organization should do with their picks, about moving up, moving down, staying where they are, because it's a rich, rich draft at positions that we don't even need. And to as we close, two things to think about with the safety position of a, a player that drops to you maybe in the fourth round because of the scenario you just laid out one you can get a dynamo special teams player that's that's your fifth safety now if he's not a returner he's a blocker or he could be skilled enough even to be a gunner type guy Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you get a four core guy that that uh tobe turns into a monster and the other part of it is think of the room they're going to go into every day every day they're going to be sitting down in class with tyron matthew daniel Sorensen, one thornhill armani watts that's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and they'll play on this podcast and go, here's why these guys are special. Anything they say, pay attention to and absorb it as much as you can. But the safety position, a position of strength and one to watch in this draft. Yeah, and you watch what, what we did in the, in the postseason, how our safety position um, game after game came, you know, stood up to the test of time, made big play after big play. Um, it's a copycat league. And what you're going to see, I think, what you're going to see defensively, you're going to see more teams look for these type of safeties to fill roles where they can play interchangeable uh, safeties, play the three big nickel play, because they're going to see how much success we had with it. They're going to see the yep. success of the 49ers with what they do with the safety position, what the Minnesota Vikings do, what the Saints do. What the teams that have defensively been su- successful, they're, they're not taking safeties off the field. They're, they're putting safeties in position to, to, to dictate what you can do with the ball. 
uh, bringing extra hats, bringing extra safeties, uh, making tight ends and running backs stay in the backfield to protect versus releasing on routes. Um, so, but you got to have enough. And we, I mean, like I said, our, our room is full of some really good safeties, but this draft class is so deep at that safety position. I think there's going to be a lot of teams really happy uh, late in the draft by picking up some really quality players, some really quality all-around athletes at that safety position. All right, Shop. Enjoy your spring break. Enjoy your bracket. You're not a grandpa yet. If you are, I hope you can beat your granddaughter because I can't. She'll wipe me out again. Dayton. Take <laughs> Dayton. Flyers. Dayton Flyers, Flyers baby. Flyers, baby. All the way. Uh, UD. Um, and uh, and uh, we're going to take a week off after this next week, and they're going to come back flying like crazy because we're going to take a look at the rest of this team as it relates to the rest of the league. Plus, we'll see what happens for the next couple of weeks in this crazy free agent period and see where the kind of the smoke clears as we get closer to the 1st of April. He's Sean Barber, also known as the Barber Shop, the Spider, the Shop. I'm Mitch Holter's voice of the Chiefs. Get ready to refit the backpack and climb the mountain again. One sharp item you got in your backpack for that climb, you got a great group of safeties in the Chiefs kingdom. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs official podcast network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.